welcome to menopause nutritionist i believe women can thrive in menopause and have the body composition of their choice if they master their nutrition and lifestyle and today we're going to continue our conversation around carbohydrates today we're going to talk a little bit about carbs and fiber and and why that's important and we're going to talk a little bit more about protein as well but a couple of things before we get started the first one is I have been working with a lot of my clients this week and a lot of my girls on my program and water seems to be something that's missed so this is your public service announcement to make sure you have had enough water or obviously the day isn't over that you have enough water today so uh, I have already done more than two liters go me so this is something that will definitely change not only how you feel but it will actually affect your fat loss goals if you're missing it so that's just a little reminder the second thing black friday is coming having brand new thing coming down the pipeline super excited for it so make sure you're on my email list if you want to be in on that and you want to get the discount it's going to be a big discount it's going to be half price so uh really pumped for that and really excited to put it together the third thing is I was talking to one of my one-on-one -on -one clients today and she is like really going through a very busy time the next two weeks she's like a dance teacher she's putting on her, her like you know annual dance concert and we were talking through some fast kind of options for her and just to survive the next two weeks so i have put together today if you follow me on social media a little reel of a few high protein quick ideas from Aldi this week I literally was just in there this morning so hopefully that helps make sure you catch it um, when I post it later and to our topic today which is uh, we're gonna start with carbs and fiber and why that's important so I think as a society we're actually doing a better job of learning about the type of carbohydrates that we need to eat hopefully the last couple of conversations you've learned a bit more about how much carbohydrates you need to be consuming knowing now that there's a recommended dietary allowance of like 130 grams at the top end range and why that's in place and how many carbohydrates you kind of need like between like if you're sedentary 20 grams an hour if you are active which i hope all of you listening are active between 40 and 70 grams depending on the type of exercise you're doing an hour so now that we have this information and knowledge you can hopefully make better decisions and kind of have your carbohydrates managed better so like like when you see the meals that I suggest to you today, of course I'm looking at calories. Of course I'm looking at protein because that's for me the first place I start my nutrition is protein first. But then I'm just making sure it fits into my carbohydrates for the day. I'm not going to go and choose a meal that's 100 grams in carbohydrates for dinner. It's not going to happen because that doesn't fit into how I eat. So just these are things that I want to be teaching you guys so hopefully you're learning along the way to start having this knowledge to make better choices for yourself so the re so I think generally we are actually getting better as a society with our carbohydrates I think people kind of know that things like 
grains and wheat flour and corn flour and you know things like this they're very they're very low in fiber but so which then doesn't really make them a really sustainable choice like looking at lower gi options like sweet potato potato like really good choices we i i like to call them nature's carbohydrates uh, those are the things we want to be looking at. It doesn't mean that you cannot have like pasta or you cannot have gnocchi or like if you look at the recipes that I make, I, I actually cooked like a fish gnocchi bake the other day and like I only used half the packet of gnocchi. So it's about being carbohydrate appropriate and knowing where the carbohydrate source is coming from. So the reason that beans and legumes um, are so, I think they're just like an amazing choice as a carbohydrate source is because they have fiber attached to them. And this, and they also have some protein like, like so the vegetarians and vegans obviously lean on beans as a protein source. I'm gonna like cut it and don't shoot the messenger here they're not the best source of protein and the reason for that is you have to consume so many of them for them to be high enough in protein so yes they can add to the protein amount but generally as a protein source like it is problematic the amount of of beans and legumes you would have to eat to get enough protein in so this is one thing i want you to understand However, as a carbohydrate source, they're incredible. So they give us great carbohydrates, nature's carbohydrates, but also they have great source of fiber. So like last night, I made a new dish, which is going in the recipe library today for my, uh, for my people. And it is like a baked meatballs. And I added some beans to that dish for the reason of fiber, because fiber is important like tonight we're having burrito bowls for dinner i will add some kidney beans to the mince for fiber so there's extra fiber in that meal so this matters because fiber actually is very good for your digestion but it doesn't get digested until it hits the large intestine so it it is a different process of digestion it keeps us fuller for longer and it keeps us satiated much like protein does obviously protein has a different mechanism but it is actually really helpful especially if you're on a fat loss journey because we want to be having foods that keep us full and satiated for longer so really helpful tip like if you are on that fat loss journey re-body compositioning yourself adding some making sure you're getting enough fiber I also, while we're on the, the kind of fiber bandwagon, I will tell you the thing I love using in my kind of breakfasts and like you see me sharing like overnight oats and overnight wheat bits. I like using Salim husk. So anyone, and I know there's a lot of you out there in my menopause tribe who also have, I have diverticulitis. Now I manage it beautifully with my diet Things like fiber are really important if you have diverticulitis. So adding psyllium husk uh, to your breakfast, you can add it to anything really, um, is a really easy way to up your fiber amount as well. So these are all ways that you can just improve your health and wellness. Um, so we're going to talk a bit more about protein now. If 
yeah we're going to talk about a bit more about protein now because of course i am passionate about protein protein is the queen as far as i'm concerned and the reason protein is so important and we're going to talk a little bit about the thermic effect of protein but the reason protein is so important is because i am passionate about muscle as well now muscle is important because it's an active tissue now when we have muscle and it's an active tissue that increases our metabolism and any of you who tune in over here know i actually love eating food so the more muscle i have the more food i get to have because it increases my muscle so having active tissue is really important and you're going to hear me bang on about this for like till, till kingdom come probably because what i see in my journey of helping women lose weight and read body composition themselves is any one of us listening to this can lose weight without exercising we can just eat less food and drop body fat now that all that does is it means that you are probably wasting muscle in the process if you're not exercising and that doesn't increase your active tissue so what that does is it doesn't actually give you longevity and it doesn't increase your metabolism if anything it blunts your metabolism um, and so what I want you to focus on, and I'm not going to ever stop saying this, is focus on building muscle. If you focus on building muscle, you will get to eat more in the end and your body will change shape. And if for some reason you are still caught in that phase, and a lot of the Gen Xs are, where they think if they lift weights, they're going to get bulky. This week I have had two PBs which is like a personal best 90 kilo front squat 90.5 kilo front squat on monday last night i hit 70 kilos doing a bench press do i look like arnold schwarzenegger like yes i have muscles but i do not look like a man so it is not that easy i wish it was actually easier to build muscle than it than it is it takes a lot of work i have been lifting heavy weights for 10 years you know like it does not happen that easy so please know that the hard work that you do building muscle will not have you looking like a man and i think that these days we're changing the conversation around this so people are understanding that muscle equals longevity muscle is sexy you know and I, I pray to God that those of you listening into this are getting that, that you're, you're learning this and we're changing the conversation for future generations. So let's talk about the thermic effect of protein. Now, th the thermic, basically protein has the highest thermic effect of all the macronutrients. Now, what that means is it actually takes us energy to digest the protein and you would have heard me talk a lot about protein and maybe you've heard me say this before so that is part of the reason why we feel full we feel satiated because it's taking us longer for our body to digest it and this is why it's one of the kind of game changers i suppose in the fat loss journey i had a new one-on-one -on -one client message me this morning she has not even been eating the high protein meal plan that i sent her for a week yet and her scale has already gone down 
Like, how exciting is that? Like, and that is because if we go back and reference that 2005 study that Dr. Don Lyman did, uh, where they had the two groups of women doing exactly the same exercise, the only difference was one was eating high protein, one was eating low, low protein, the groups. The low protein group lost a kilo, the high protein group lost six kilos. What that showed was the high protein group were losing 300 calories a day just because of the thermic effect of protein. Which, and the reason for that is because of protein muscle synthesis. So people have a bit of a misconception thinking that it's harder for us to digest protein. Now, it's not harder for us to digest protein, it just takes longer for us to digest protein, and that is because it triggers protein muscle synthesis. And that is an energetic, expensive process in the body. So it causes a lot of energy, which actually comes through as actually heat in the body, but we're burning calories while we're doing it. So hopefully I have tried my best to describe this to you in the best possible way. Um, the next thing that kind of can get confusing is about meal distribution. So I had someone message me the other day saying, well, what's the window on after you exercise eating protein? Now, research shows that pretty much unless you are just new to kind of weightlifting or weight training, that it's actually about the amount of protein you eat over the day. So possibly if you're brand new and you're just starting to like lift weights there could be a benefit to having it maybe in the hour after you finish weightlifting or weight training however generally like if you're like me or you've been active for a long time then it's really about your protein content over the day so it's not necessarily about a timing situation however we do know that breakfast is the most, I, I guess if we focus on breakfast, that is the one we need to, or, or breakfast or the first meal that you have in the day, because if you're intermittent fasting, it's still breakfast, right? When I say breakfast and people are like, I don't eat until 11, it's still breakfast, <laughs> okay? Whether you're having it at 11 or 12 or whatever. Um, the first meal you eat your body is more sensitive to protein and it's also more sensitive to carbohydrates and this is why it's really important for us to get it right if we have a high carbohydrate breakfast all that's doing is our body's super sensitive to it and we're spiking massive amounts of insulin that is the worst thing that we could do to start our day so having a big hit of protein and research shows that not only does it help from you know balancing blood sugar but it's going to actually set up our hunger hormones so cravings will be less late later in the day so there's just so much we could talk about here like in this you know kind of space um but what I also want to kind of encourage you to remember is that there is a lot of information out there. Um, and these days, like on social media, people can, you know, say whatever they want. They can have a following and not necessarily have any education behind them. I want you to really be careful about who you listen to and is there kind of information backed with research and science like where is their information coming from so I've had this 
conversation quite a number of times recently uh, from new clients coming in um, and even some of the girls in my six-week program like kind of being surprised at some of the things they're learning because unfortunately social media now is a platform for people who are not educated who are not qualified saying things uh, that may not be right so I always try and give you some sort of research some sort of science some sort of knowledge that you know it has been backed up so you can actually hopefully make sense of it yourself I truly believe like education is power so the reason I put this information is out is because I just want to help as many of you as as possible like get get things in place so you can thrive you know through this period of life so be careful who you listen to question the source of the information and I guess trust your gut so uh, you can always bring any questions to me if you're not sure but uh, I just need to say that because so many people are kind of coming to me with different things and it's just things that they're hearing that just might not necessarily be the right thing. So I, I just encourage you to really question the source of information and be careful with social media, unfortunately. And I know we're here on social media. <laughs> However, as a qualified nutritionist and a, like I nearly finished my health coaching, you know, I'm also a keto coach. I've done a lot of education and I continue to keep studying. So hopefully you you know trust that the information i'm giving you is coming from a good source uh, i work with some of the best doctors i'm actually looking forward to interviewing my uh one of the doctors that i started studying with initially um, i'm going to have him on my podcast and i'm really excited for it because he's been amazing in my journey um, he's one of the ogs in the low carb space so yeah i look forward to bringing you more information as as it comes thanks for joining me today i hope this has been helpful if you are happy to leave a review or a rating i would appreciate it so much that's how other people can find this information uh, send it to a friend i would love it if you could do that um, and honestly i hope you're having a great day get your water in just a public service announcement the simple thing that we can just miss it's like 35 degrees here in Brisbane today so I hope everyone is getting their water in um, I will see you next time